there's a balance for everything that's just you know in my belief structure uh, there's balance of you know those three things I tell you mind body and spirit but there's a work balance there's like work and relationship balance work and life work and family and your thoughts trigger um, things to happen okay so when you are focused on negative 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 everything sucks my fucking life sucks yeah it's gonna suck because that's what you're thinking about humor is huge you go back to those things that you know that's what I know I'm funny <laughs> I try to be funny I have a good sense of humor um so I I use those things to get my message across which my message being you know personal fitness and wellness I would rather you feel um, completely comfortable with me um, because I'm a person, you're a person, we have a personal relationship, we're doing something super personal together. I know what it's like to be vulnerable, because I'm still vulnerable now, but I've been in like really like vulnerable situations and I think that's why I can relate to so many people. That's why I'm able to touch them. And it, all it is is honestly being positive, shifting the way that you're thinking. Shifting the way that you're thinking is shifting the universe that's in you to reflect outside. On this week's episode of American Real, you'll get pumped up with fitness trainer and wellness coach, Ariel Angelica Hendricks. Ariel lays it all down with her intense persona as she reveals her depth and skill set, motivating her clients into physical, mental, and spiritual shape. Learn how Ariel beat all the odds after being struck by a car while attending to her sister's disabled vehicle on the side of the road. Then. See how Ariel turns her passion into her business by going after her dreams. After watching this episode, you'll feel as though you went through a physical workout, which is motivating, inspiring, and empowering. Speaking of empowering, if you're interested in expanding your mind and getting out of your comfort zone, enroll in the American Real 21-Day Challenge through our free private Facebook group, American Real Live Tribe 21. Your challenge will be to post a live 60-second video each day for 21 straight days. Sound easy? Well, give it a try. You'll build skills of confidence, leadership, and grow your network in a safe and secure environment. Click on the link below to join us on this incredible journey. And now, without further ado, I bring to you Miss Ariel 
Angelica Hendricks. This is American Real. I am Roger Brooks, and today we continue with our millennial series and welcome fitness trainer and wellness coach, Ariel Hendricks. Ariel, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? It's great to have you. And um, I wanted to start out because I've been, I've been watching your Facebook, um, been keeping an eye out. There's a lot of people that train with you, uh, people I know, which is really cool. Um, but you have two phrases on your Facebook profile uh, that I'd like to ask you about. Oh. The first is <laughs> conquer, or conquering the jungle of my own mind. Oh, yeah. And the second is simply evolve. Can you, can you explain what those mean? Ooh, those are loaded questions. I, uh, conquering the jungle of my own mind, um, I saw that somewhere and I was like, wow, I feel like that's what I'm trying to do all the time. Because it is, it, it is kind of, uh, my, at least my own. My own mind, I feel like it's a jungle and uh, there's plenty of things growing in there often. I, you know, some of them you have to cut down, some of them you move aside so you can get through and then evolve, if that makes any it sense. It does. Yeah. And, and, and you just have evolve on its own, as its own word. Um, we, we all evolve, right, every day. Yes, and hopefully. Yes. Um, some of us are more aware of that than others, but um, being a millennial, um, I, I'm impressed that you've been thinking, I wasn't thinking about evolving when I was <laughs> my, my mid-20s. Yeah. So... Um, what does it mean to you to, to, what are you trying to do when you talk about evolving? Well, I have it there really, first of all, as a reminder to myself, I have lots of reminders. I need the reminders all the time just because of that jungle that I feel like I'm in often, um, whether it be like work or any, you know, anything, lots of stuff, really busy. Re I feel really busy in my mind a lot. So, um, I, it's a reminder to myself, just like, that's funny, like my tattoos are like reminders to myself to um, do this or do that. And evolving is huge. That's huge. Um, and like you said, like people my age, I don't think that, um, or younger than me, I don't think that we're really thinking about evolving or just kind of living in the now, which is something important also. But you have to be living in order to do things in the future. Um, and hopefully they're um, good things are the things that are supposed to propel you forward and make life easier for you or for other people. Um, and that's, that's kind of what that means to me. And I think that was instilled in me uh, way younger, like way younger. My mom, um, so I'm probably going to talk about this later, but my mom, she raised me that way to be aware of uh, myself and my feelings, my thoughts and things and how they affect other people. So I think that's mostly what that means. It's a reminder. That's great. And yeah. Have you always had this big energy about you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it's what I hear, at least. But, you know, I don't know that I notice it as much as other people do. Um, but, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and where does that come from? Was it your, was it your upbringing? I know, are, are you the youngest? I am. In your family? Yes. So th that need to, to survive, and, or were you the spoiled one? Uh, I think if you ask my sisters that I was a spoiled one, but I think um, I just, it's just how I am. It's funny, I think uh, when I first started training, uh, my godmother came to my class and I was just like a big huge ball of energy all the time. I try at least to be a big ball of energy and my godmother goes, I'm just going to stop her really quick. I just want you guys to know that she's like this all the time. It's not, 
an act. <laughs> She's always like this. I feel like that, either on nine or ten. <laughs> That's great. And that ball of energy. Uh, I also hear that you have these different personality sides to yourself. You could be nice. You could be funny. Or you could even be that, you know, badass trainer that yeah. you are. Uh, do I have that right? Yeah, 100%. I actually, um, I didn't really ever think of it that way until one of my good friends um, that I, I met her at the gym. Her name is Lynn. She actually said that to me. She's a photographer, so she has, like, this eye for things like that. And she's like, oh, Ariel, you have all of these sides to you. She's like, you're, like, smart. You could be the sexy Ariel, you could be the badass Ariel, but you're also like this like cool one. She's like, you gotta tap into those things and she like wants to photograph that kind of stuff. That's what she has that eye for. So sure. I didn't really think about it until she said that to me. And I think that's a, com a, a big compliment and a, and a great quality to have different traits that, that people can relate to and also admire. Yeah. So I think in your business as a personal trainer, not only are you getting people in physical shape but you know as you as you call it wellness coach you also have that opportunity to affect people mentally yes 100% um, I, I, I talk about that often with um, the people that we train we call them members not clients um, but the the members I, I talk about that often especially when we meet like one-on-one -on -one, because usually we're in a big group setting and um, if I meet with them one-on-one -on -one, I, I like to make it known that I feel that I, I am a wellness coach because it's just, uh, um, I think that describes me more because I like to think more about the physical aspect of it. I, it's really, which is, I pick these things from all these different people that influence me. This is something from, um, uh, who was this, who said this to me? Jane, Jane Eric said this to me, that it's like a mind, body, and soul thing. If they're not in balance, then you're not in balance. You know what I'm saying? So I can't expect somebody to come in um, and train with me and just like focus on the body. They have to have that positive energy, their positive spirit, and, and um, all of that in order to be successful. Um, so I draw from all of those things, especially when I talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, and then I think that's how we relate to one another. That's great. So are you kind of sizing someone up when, when you first meet them uh, and they come in to train with you? Is that, uh, do I have that right? I mean, do you, do you need that connection um, before you start actually training them? I feel like when people, actually, this is funny, when people first come in to meet me, I literally sit, I like sit down, we sit across the desk, which is not really my favorite thing, because I, it's just not, but my first thing that I say is like, hey, hi, I'm Arielle, nice to meet you. First of all, I'm just gonna tell you right now, I'm super unorthodox, so I'm probably gonna like lean a little bit, and um, I might swear a couple times while we're talking, because I just get excited, um, and usually that's where I break that whole like sizing up thing because then they're like oh she's a normal person I can talk to her mm -hmm. and then we can talk then from then on then we have a thing already just because I got that out of the way you know you can't I feel like you just can't talk to people when they're like a stick in the mud I just I'm not that yeah. you know so it's nice to just I am just up front and I just am who I am all the time um, and I think that's why I have uh, I, I don't like to say that I have success but I think that's why um, people are able to relate to me and then we're able to overcome these things together. It's a really personal relationship, you know? Yeah, and, and, I, and I could see that. And do you, do you see any uh, resistance from people in the beginning? Uh, do they ever, are they uh, 
little bit afraid to get into this training. I mean, it's 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 a big commitment. It is. Um, and they meet you. They see that you're pretty serious. <laughs> and most um, of the time, I'm just putting myself in their shoes. Like, yeah. okay, this is now real. Uh, do they ever talk to you about that, or or is that just part of the natural oh, process? Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like that's one of the first things people say. They're like, I'm nervous, and I'm like, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous at all. There's no reason. Um, especially being that you know, they come there asking us to help them in whatever capacity. So that's the first thing. That's like puts you in a in a spot, like a vulnerable spot. So uh, you can't take advantage of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to take advantage of that. You're coming to ask me for help, then I'm going to do what I can to help you. But you can't be um, closed off and, you know what I'm saying, feeling uh, nervous or anything like that if you're going to be able to do it. You know what I'm saying? That's right. part of That's part of that whole balance thing. Like, okay... You're here, let's go, let's do it. <laughs> and as a personal trainer, how important is it to be comfortable in your own skin? Oh, oh my gosh, it's so important. Because if, um, if I'm not comfortable, then how are these people going to be comfortable? If I, if I look like I'm nervous in a group of 25 plus people all together, if I'm nervous, then they're going to be like, this bitch doesn't know what she's talking about, I'm leaving. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but... I, I'm not, I just, I don't, I've always been really comfortable in a big group. I'm more comfortable in a big group than I am um, with like a small one or like one-on-one -on -one with people, I think. I feel. Why is that? Ooh, that's a, that's a long-winded answer also. I think it's because I actually am pretty uncomfortable. I've, I'm actually a pretty shy person. Um, I remember, this is hilarious, I remember once I was uh, in middle school or high school, and my mom was taking me to meet her best friend um, from high school and her kids that were like my age, and I literally had like a breakdown. Literally had a breakdown, like I was so nervous, like painfully shy, I didn't want to meet them. I was like, oh my gosh, what if they think I'm weird, Ma? Because I am weird. Fuck it, I'm weird. <laughs> so I have learned to embrace that now, but um, I actually am, pretty and I like to keep to myself a lot of the time so and is that something you've had to overcome over time oh yeah definitely definitely um and I think I do it pretty well um at this point you know what I'm saying now I, I I'm like used to it but um if there if ever there's a time that I like you know go back to just being by myself or like not out in the in the public eye or something then I feel more um used to that mm -hmm. maybe that's what it is is i get used to being in a certain mode and then when i have to come out of that one then it's like oh it's a big shock and i think a lot of people could relate to this actually yeah for um, sure do you feel deep down that it's putting up a front to cover up a, you know something absolutely. that's an insecurity absolutely i absolutely I have so many insecurities still even now. And that's okay, right? I oh, mean, yeah. we all have insecurities. Absolutely, you and should. And we just have to work on them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you don't have insecurities, then shit. Like, somebody signed me up for your class. Like, how? How do you not have them? You know what I'm saying? Um, but, like, you, this is part of that, what I was talking about, is evolve. You have to embrace those things, feel comfort into them. You, like, fall into them and feel it. And that is, that it is what it is. And then you uh, progress from there. You know what I'm saying? Right. We have to grow from those insecurities, recognize them, and, and that's then the try first to, step. It's recognizing that's them. That's right. Yeah. 
Awesome. So let's uh, talk about, I understand you went through a pretty serious uh, car accident. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us about that? God, that sucked. Um, do you want me to tell you the whole story? Please. Uh, okay. So what happened? Um, I'll start here. We were, it, we were out, my sisters and I and one of my friends, um, we were out, uh, and my mom always was like, oh, leave early because people are crazy, driving drunk and such. So um, I was like, okay, cool. So we were leaving, and I had seen my sister. She was living um, close to downtown, so she like was walking. She was walking across the Clinton Street Bridge, and we were going that way. So uh, we stopped to pick her up so we could take her home. And we were literally standing, standing. Like, we pulled over to pick her up. We were standing there. Um, it was my sister, um, Alana and my sister Ayana, they're twins, and then myself, we are standing there talking. I'm literally like talking to them just like this, and then two seconds later, it's just what I heard. I heard it. I didn't like see anything, nothing. They didn't see anything like. And you were standing outside the car? Yeah, we're standing like right by it. Um, and I heard that, and then everything was black. And then I, well, I woke up and I heard my, si my, my sister Ayana, I think it was, on the phone with the ambulance. And she was like, oh my God, my sister just got hit by a car, blah, blah, like yelling. And I was immediately, like, immediately furious. I was like, fuck, that's me. That's literally what I was thinking. So I was on my hands and knees and I like woke up and the first thing I saw was my, I was looking at my hand and I had blood and teeth in my hand. And I was like, son of a bitch. I was so pissed. So, were you uh, conscious? I mean, were you? I was, yeah, I was, because this, this is when I regained consciousness. I was looking in my hand like, oh, and I was mad. I yelled. <laughs> That's how I am. <laughs> I yelled, and I was like, ah, and I literally jumped up <laughs> after I got hit by a car, jumped up, jumped into my friend's car, and I was like, take me to the hospital. She's like, ah, I don't know where it is. She wasn't even from here, and so she drove me to uh like back towards it. I was like telling her where to go. Like, you know, you're in shock at that point. So mm -hmm. it's like all adrenaline. Um, so she pulls up at a stop light. Um, it was, uh, what was it? Court street, I think. And state street, you know how they have it blocked off when the students are there and there's like an ambulance there. I literally jumped out of the car and like ran over to the ambulance and it was like, I don't know. I have my car, like holding my face. And they were like, what? And I was like, uh, I like showed them and then I just hopped in and so what were your injuries um I broke my mouth <laughs> is basically what it was I had uh shattered my palate so the top part was like all like gone I lost all of these teeth I fractured my jaw in two places and like you know concussion and stuff I only have one little scar so that's cool um but yeah then uh we had I had emergency surgery and they had to like put this like bone graft stuff like up in the in the top of my palate and stuff, and then like sew it up. And they had a, I had to have my bottom teeth wired in because they were like up and back because of the way that I hit the top of the car. I like the, she hit the back of my legs, and then I like rolled and hit the top part where the the top of the car and the windshield like meet. Right. That's where my face hit. So it was just there. So that's really lucky. I always say that. I'm always like, at least I have legs. <laughs> you look at the positive side. Yeah, for sure. So what was the recovery like? Um, I feel like the whole recovery, I feel like even that same night, I was basically just trying to make everybody else comfortable. 
because, um, you know, can you imagine my poor mother getting a phone call like, Ariel just got hit by a car. <laughs> so this poor, th like my whole family, I have the like best support system ever in the whole world. So like my mom, my godfather, my godmother, like everybody was like there and they are, they all look like terrible because they're like, holy shit, like look at her. But I'm just like, hey, we're fine. I'm like, everything's fine, don't worry. My legs work, everything's fine, we'll be great. So I feel like that I was that way for a long time, mm -hmm. um, trying to make sure that everybody else was... You were more concerned about that. Yeah, 100%. Like, they were cool with how I was, and especially my poor sisters, like, they were probably like, they saw that. Mm -hmm. um, so I tried to be, um, I feel like I'm like that a lot of the time. I take a lot. Being strong for others. Yeah, I, tr I feel like I do that often. So that's basically what I was trying to do during that. Um, I had to have... I had how many root canals? Like eight wow. uh, on top of the maxillofacial surgery. And then um, I had to get like my wisdom teeth out because I had to get braces. And then I had to um, finish that. Like they had to move my tooth through. Oh my God, it was horrible. Like I'm, t what was I, like 20 something? This is like my, all of my younger 20s. So, like so it took, was it a several year process? Oh yeah, it took to six years. I just finished. Wow. Just six finished years. in, a, what was it, October? Or right before that, okay. I finally have like my permanent teeth now. I was walking around with not teeth for a while, like no teeth, and then um, I had a partial, and then I, I've, I've gone through a couple of them because um, I had to like sh move it and shave it, and God, I just looked terrible. It was terrible. Well, I think <laughs> it shows your strength and determination. Um, you know, that's you as a person. Yeah. And, and, and if you could go through something like that, and I'm sure all your friends and family were utterly impressed with. Um, you know, your, your perseverance through that. Um, but I'm curious, did you still work? Did you still train during this process? Yeah, I, um, I don't think I was training actually at this point. Um, when did you start training? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like five, six years ago, I, I think. So I guess that was when that all started. Um, that's a long story also, how that happened. So uh, the accident happened while I was still in college and I had a scholarship to play um, lacrosse at VU and I had an injury so I redshirted and then I just didn't play anymore. Um, and I stopped going to school after my accident because it was just too much, you know. Um, and then it was this was a lot of things all at once, I guess. Um, a lot of things like life stuff happening all at once and then I just didn't feel right especially right after my accident I was like really off like I felt really off like in my mind and it would it would go out into my life and things would just not be the way that I um, expected and I'm a planner so like things not going the way that I want them to really throws me off so um, Did the accident trigger this? I think so. I th if you ask my mom, she will say yes. Mm -hmm. um, but I think so. Um, so, you know, life continuing to happen. And I feel like I'm shit, man. I always like getting shit on. Um, but I still, you know, try to smile through it. But at one point, I, I was just so... I was just in a really dark, bad place. And uh, at this point, I was like we should do something about this. And I like went to therapy and I was on like antidepressants and things like that. And it didn't seem to 
help me. Some things actually made them worse. So at this point, I'm like literally losing my shit, like super dark place, like suicidal. So I was like, mom, I think I should go to the crisis center. Okay, so I did. I went there and why I was, I don't remember how long I was there, maybe like eight days or something. Um, and they, uh, there is where I find out that I am actually bipolar. <laughs> That's cool. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's add this on top of all the other shit. Um, so uh, the, they determine that through tests. Yeah, or? you have to okay. like do all these long tests and stuff. And while you're there, you go to like different therapies and um, different kinds of things to like help you and give you tools to like feel better and what have you. And of course, they put you on like medication because it's. Western medicine, so that's like what they do, um, and, and you weren't good with that. It sounds like I just I'm not I'm not a fan, not really a fan of like medicine like that. And this experience is probably why. I mean, it helped. It definitely helped, and I'm like very happy that I went to do that. Um, it's just another another layer to me. You know what I'm saying? Another layer to who I am as a person and um, my experiences and why I feel like I'm able to even help people that are in the positions that they're in you know what I'm saying because sure. um, I can relate but anyway uh, yeah so I am bipolar bipolar 2 so I have like a lower low than most people have I don't have like really bad like manic episodes I just like super low for a longer time um, so uh, I'm really sensitive as it is anyway so then things that trigger that make me like like plummet you know what I'm saying yes. Um, so that happened. And, and on the high side, what is that? What, uh, what, what is it like? Just like super wild, it, like wild, like doing stuff that I wouldn't usually do, you know what I'm saying? Or, uh, staying up for a couple of days and just bah, being all like super excited and just, just too much, <laughs> just too much stuff. That's not that good, but I don't have those most swings. like I don't have those like big swings like that Lo because I get my energy out often but to go back to your question is while I was there um, I was evaluating like what do I want out of my life because um, I don't want to end it you know what I'm saying so I'm like what is it that I actually want out of my life um, and that is when I went back to well what do I like what do I like and what am I good at I like training I like exercise, I'm fucking good at it, like that's what I'm good at, so why don't I focus on that? So that's when I actually decided that this is what I'm going to do, um, because here I am in this place because of something terrible, and they're teaching me this stuff um, so that I can better myself, I should use this, and I should use what I know to help other people. So this is when I started to um, study, I studied all of that. I um, got like my certifications and all of that. I was training privately. Yeah, yeah. And then I was training privately. Um, and then uh, after a couple of years, then I found Derek. I love him so much. And then um, now here we are. And that's awesome because just yesterday, Nick Sorrenti was sitting in that chair. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about something uh, very similar. And that is finding your why. Basically finding your purpose. And it sounds like in that moment, you were finding your why. You were 100%. finding your purpose. Yeah. So after that, you come out, you, and then now you're making a, a, a decision that you want to become a trainer. Mm -hmm. So you go through your certifications and all that. 
and now you're doing what you love, right? I love it. Yeah, yeah 100%. So let, let's talk about your work. Okay. I, I think it's fascinating uh, that when people could do something they love, first of all, for a living, that's the best of, of everything, right? So you're doing it, you're living it. Um, tell us what a typical day is like for you. They're great. I love them. I, I, honestly, um, in short, I'll say that I literally get to get up and go hang out with my friends all day. That's literally what I do. Uh, so I get up uh, around like 4.15 or so. I get there around like 4.40, 4.50, open it up. Um, it depends on the day, but the classes, we, the way that we stack them, it's like uh, kickboxing, boot camp, kickboxing, boot camp. Then um, I have those, and then I have maybe a little break. And then I have my private clients in the later morning. And then um, I, I'm off usually, or I take some meetings, and then I'm off, and I come back in the afternoon around like 3 or so, and we do the same kind of thing. Um, and it's great. It's but it's great. a long day. Yeah, uh, it's really honestly not that long of a day. Sometimes they're longer than others, depending on like what I'm actually doing or what kind of, um, if I have a bunch of meetings or whatever. Like those are longer because I'm a, I, a person that has to like be up and moving and stuff. And I guess but the point is, if if you love what you're doing, it's probably not, not a long no, day. No, it's not. Not at all. It's not a long day at all. I don't work. That's how I feel. I am not working. I'm like doing stuff that I like doing. Like, I'm doing something I love doing, actually, and that's it. It's great. I love hanging out with the people. I love teaching them how to do stuff. I love how we interact. We all have, like, such great chemistry all the time, and the people I work with are fucking awesome, and it's just great. I literally have a great time every single day. <laughs> you know, there's a couple of times where it's, like, annoying. Something annoying happens, but it's never, like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, no, I'm doing this forever, actually. <laughs> That's great, and um, I'm I'm interested in learning more about kickboxing. Yeah, talk about that. Kickboxing is great. Um, Derek, let me like create that program myself because uh, I'm a I'm a second degree black belt. Um, that's like something that I've done my entire life, 19 years now. I got my first one, my first degree when I was 13, and uh, this I did with um, Shihan Renee Dado at. Uh, Yosai School of Karate, love her, love her so much, huge part of my life, like huge. Um, I think that even when I, I instruct now, I like do I have mannerisms that I learned from her and stuff <laughs> that I like, that she has said that I learned from her and it's great um, that I have able to carry that over into what I do now. Um, but yeah, my class, is, it's very fun. I sometimes have to like remind myself that it's a women's fitness class and like, Okay, calm down. You're not like training fighters, but that's how I train them anyway. So <laughs> give us an example. What are you doing? Um, so they there's a usually station work, but like uh, usually on the bags, I like do a couple of combos, or I let them do whatever they want. Like, What's a combo? Um, it's like a, a sequence of like punches Kick, and kicks, kicks and okay. <laughs> so oh, <laughs> oh easy. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a sequence of punches and kicks, or I'll like. I'll tell them, like, okay, you get a freebie. You can do whatever you want. I'm like, whatever you saw on Power Rangers or Mortal Kombat, whatever, do it on the bag for this amount of time. And okay. we'll go over here and do this. It's fun. So I know we're going to have a session. Yeah. Uh, maybe later this week. We, Perfect. Will you show us a couple of those moves? So yeah. So we, we could put it in the video? Absolutely. Okay. Great. Absolutely. Great. <laughs> what is the commitment level to yourself to be a personal trainer? Uh, it's... 
it's big because you need to lead by example. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, there are, I mean, I'm a person um, and everybody knows that. Like everybody there, they know that I'm definitely a person. I'm not eating perfect all the time. I am not working out every day. You might think that I do, um, but I do things in the right amounts for myself um, to make sure that I am I'm setting a good example 96% of the time. Right. <laughs> I try. Right. But personal trainers are human. That's the point, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, what did I eat? Oh my gosh, I'll tell you what I ate for breakfast. I literally ate my Chinese takeout from last night for breakfast this morning. I crushed it. It was great. It's one of my favorite foods, so that's what I ate. You know, <laughs> but you're you're physically active yes. a good part of the day. Yes. So if if I'm coming in to train with you for an hour, um, you're doing that with multiple people throughout the day, right? So how, right. if you were to add it all up, how many hours a day would you say you're active? Um, it depends on the day. Actually, it depends on the day and what we're doing. Um, I honestly, at some points in the day, I don't even have to demonstrate stuff because they have it down pat already. So I can just say this, 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 and this, and they've got it. Um, if I have a bunch of new people, then I demonstrate everything. But I do like a couple of things every class. But when I work out myself, when I work out myself, it's um, long. It's long and it's strenuous. Um, and walk, walk us through that. What do you do? My own, yes. my own stuff. I'll probably uh, do a little bit of a warm up, and then um, I try to do a heavier lift. I had surgery, so I like haven't haven't been doing it that much. But and are you talking arms or what? what heavier it, lift. All of it. Okay. It depends on the day. I like to split it up. Um, I'm not really like a muscle group kind of person. I kind of do it by movement pattern, just because that's like what we do. Mm -hmm. um, so I I don't really split it up that way, but. Um, It'll be like, I'll get my heart rate up, then I'll do some heavy lifting, whether it be upper body, lower body, um, and then I'll do some, uh, some core stuff, and then I'll do some conditioning. And the conditioning is never easy. Never easy, you can't. I can't give myself that much of a break, you know what I'm saying? Because um, I'll probably work out three, four times a week for like an hour and a half or so. Or um, if, I have, if I have that time, then I would do it for, um, or if I, excuse me, if I don't have that time, I will do it for a shorter amount of time, um, maybe twice in the day. Okay. Yeah. Or if I have to, I can jump into a class. But you're exercising a lot. Yeah, I try, honestly. I mean, there are times where I don't, like, and that's what I'm talking about, those lows. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I have them, I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do anything. I don't have interest in anything. And that's, people would think that's strange because of who, I, like, what I've described myself as, you know what I'm saying, or what other people see me as, couldn't imagine that there's a time that Ariel is not bouncing off the fucking walls, but it's true. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's who I am. It's part of who I am. It's like, there are times where I don't want to do anything, so I literally will not do shit. I will lay down and not do a goddamn thing for however long. Mm -hmm. But I can turn it on for work. You know what I'm saying? Because that's my livelihood, and right. I have to set that example for those people. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's that's like what I'm talking about is I love what I do. You know what I'm saying? So I have to do that for them. That's not for me right. at that point. At that point, it's not for me. Like I'm not getting up and doing this stuff for myself. I get up and I do it because I know that they need me. And that's really important. I mean, they're counting on you. You know they're counting on you. And even though you might be going through uh, a tough time yourself, you're strong enough to, to, to pick up and, and be able to show up and, and give it your all, which, yeah. which is wonderful. Which is 
which is nice. Um, there are times where you can tell that I'm off. You know what I'm saying? When I'm like super low, then you can tell that like I'm like really off and they can tell. And they're like, Ariel, you're okay today? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Or like my, my boss, he'll be like, hey, what can I do? Can I help you? And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I got to get it together. You know, like uh, then after that, then I'm like, snap out of it. Those are those reminders. Right. You know what I'm saying? I have a lot of them. And can I ask you, are you, are you still taking... Uh, any medicine? How does no, that work? Nope, yeah. not at all. I don't, I don't, I barely even take like cold medicine because it's like, I just don't want it. It's not supposed to be in my body. I don't think those are, it's not stuff that I need. You know what I'm saying? If there's something that I need, then I can, um, I can do that holistically. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm into. I'm into like holistic healing that way and centering myself and getting my mind where it needs to be. Um, even though that might be like so hard sometimes, um, through meditation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I haven't been meditating as much as I should um, lately just because of how life is playing out right now, which is good, not in a bad way. Life is going, like, really great. But um, I, I, just don't, I just don't really, like, believe in pharmaceuticals like that, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, way back when, when I was on them, it would work for a while, and then it would just make me feel sick or tired or like sluggish, and that's just not my not yourself me. Right. Yeah, and I could tell that I'm not myself, and I would feel off and cranky and like be a bitch for no reason. And I'm not gonna 100% blame that on that stuff, but that's just how I was, mm -hmm. and that's not how I wanted to be. So I feel that now that I'm not on that, I feel more myself. And that's what I want to feel like. I want to feel like how I'm supposed to. If I have those ups and downs, then I have to deal with them the way that I was taught to deal with them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, rather than like drug myself to like, no, fuck that. I'm not doing it anymore. And when you say holistic healing, what does that entail? Um, I think it's uh, being mindful. You have, to, you have to be mindful and be able to um, recognize those things. Um, I, I like... I, th but, that's it. That's how I feel. It's like you have to have that. So it's all in here. I, uh -huh. Most of it. Most of it. I feel like it is. That remember that mind, body, and soul thing. I have to be mindful so that my, my I can feel it. You know what I'm saying? I that's like the soul part is more um like whatever it is you believe in. You know, you could pray. Sure. You could the higher um, power. Yeah, higher power of some sort. Um. You have to, you know, tap into that kind of thing. I believe in God, obviously, and um, but I believe in other thought processes on top of that. Um, that being mindful of this, and then taking care of myself on top of it, and I have control over this. You know, this is usually where I start. Is here is getting my shit together, exercising, getting that energy out that I have when I'm up here, getting that energy out, or when I'm down here pulling myself out of it and doing that stuff because then you're releasing all of those um, all of those hormones that are going to make me feel better. Then I can be mindful of this. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I like that. What do you say to someone like me who I was an athlete growing up, mm -hmm. um, but literally in 20 years, um, I have not exercised on a regular basis. I mean, I like to hike. I like to play a little tennis. Um, but I miss it. You know, I, I miss it. I always blame my work and being too busy. But like anything, like we talked about earlier, when you put your mind to something, um, you know, you usually can get it done. So 
what do you say to someone like me who knows they need to exercise more but doesn't? Get your shit together. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I would say. You know that. You know that. Being an athlete, you know that. You can talk to athletes a different way than you can talk to just right. like a um, housewife. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to kind of like coddle them. I don't have to talk to you like that. You're an athlete. You know what you have to do. Yeah. You know you have to do those things. It's a, it's a personal accountability that you need at that point. You know what I'm saying? And is it, do some people need a trainer? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, I feel that honestly, a lot of anybody could benefit from having a trainer. I could benefit from having a trainer. Um, it's it's a couple of things. It's um, knowing what you're actually doing, doing things that are effective for you, um, having that knowledge base. That's really important because you you could go to the gym for ten hours a day and still not get what you're supposed to be getting out of it because you're just doing random stuff. Most of it is just a filler of you just sitting around, not doing much. Um, but that part, knowing what you're doing, knowledge, and then the accountability factor, it's like having to check in with somebody is big. Yeah. You know, like, And that's okay, right? Yeah, 100%. It's great. It's actually good if you recognize that you need that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people could benefit from it, or excuse me, benefit from it. Right. Yeah, my wife works out, I think I mentioned to you before, yeah. five days a week. Yeah. I mean, I'm I really her. impressed. <laughs> I love her. Um, and, and I wish I could do it. She doesn't need a trainer. I mean, she could probably train people mm -hmm. because she, she's so knowledgeable, but she's self-taught. She knows her body well, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I, there's not too many things I envy in life, but that's one of them is that I, I just, I wish I had the personal strength to and I think I speak for a lot of people oh yeah I wish I had the personal strength to exercise to train to you know get my body into better physical shape as I'm getting older um, you know I noticed that okay I'm I'm not as strong as I used to be and yeah, I don't like things that get more difficult right? they do they get yeah. more difficult so um, I'm, I'm trying to get past myself so so I could get to a place where I'm actually you know in some type of a rhythm um, to to start exercising to doing again. it regularly yeah. yeah consistency is key that we'll, we'll go back to what you said about Nick he said find your why that's huge you have to find out why why is it that you want to start exercising regularly why do you want to be active why you have kids, right? Yes. Okay, you need to be able to keep up with them, right? Yeah. That's a huge one. What are your numbers like at the doctor, like your blood numbers? Those are the things that I ask people when they come into me. I'm like, okay. They're like, oh, I just want to lose some weight. And I'm like, good. So does everybody else in the world. And I'll say, now, really answer the question. Dig in. Why? Yeah. And they're like, because I feel uncomfortable, you know, like that's it. Those are one of those things you have to just break through. I'm like, okay, now like get into it, really get into it. What's up? Yeah. Why are you here? Because I just don't feel comfortable in anything I'm wearing anymore. You don't feel strong anymore. Like who wants to feel like that? You don't want to be winded walking up the stairs, right. you know? Um, so those are the things I'm like, you need to um, find your why, figure out why it is that you want to, um, have a consistent uh, regimen of working out and then it'll be easier and then those are the things you have to think about then you goal set from there well like I asked you before if you're willing to take me on as a client I would love to put myself to the test for sure and see if I could do this yeah you should so see what next year when I'm sitting here 
you know, you'll notice a yes. difference. Yes, looking good. And I'll have a t-shirt on. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> How important is humor? Oh, <laughs> humor is huge. Humor is huge. Like I was telling you, my, uh, after my accident, literally, I was like sitting there with this like sheet or something, something over my face because it looked like grotesque. My poor mother, her face was just, but anyway, like I would try. So I would just make them laugh. I would just make them laugh and they would love it. And they were like, oh, <laughs> okay. Like it's not that bad. Life is still going to like go on. This is going to be tough, but we could still do it. Um, and I do that now um, with my with my members um, and and also the people that I meet every day, like that are you know inquiring about the gym. That's the first thing I do as I make them laugh. And it makes people comfortable, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Is you have to you have to be comfortable. Um, so being able to make people laugh, I think, is maybe even what sets me apart from other people. It just comes naturally to me. I. Um, uh, a lot of my my family they're all very funny um so you know you draw from different mannerisms and i think that's really why i'm funny cuz i'm animated somebody told me like you're literally like a cartoon and i'm like <laughs> yeah like i um i'm just i'm animated i'm excited and um i really do just enjoy living so it's fun it's really fun i love i love to tell jokes i tell jokes and tell stories to my my uh, classes all the time so they can get through the shit that i'm putting them through and they think that it's fun but it's really not right. it's not it's not but i um humor is huge uh who said that is that something jane said to me also jane said that to me also she was like you go back to those things that you know and that's what I know. I'm funny. <laughs> I try to be funny. I have a good sense of humor. Um, so I, I use those things to get my message across, which my message being, you know, personal fitness and wellness. I use it in there so that, you know, it all ties together. Yeah. I like to tie a lot of things together from a lot of different places. So that's big. Yeah. You do something unique, I believe, um, with your work, and that is bringing the mental well-being as part of the physical well-being and I think that sets you apart with your brand um, do you feel that way I think so I definitely think so um, just because there's more people are multifaceted you know and you have to um, touch on those things and it's really it's it's important to include all parts of life in what you're doing you know what I'm saying yes. I can't uh, I don't want to say that I'm responsible for um, parts of people's lives at all, at all. But I think that making them like conscious of all of those aspects that should, you know, be in tune, that helps. That definitely helps, and it makes it different because you're not just coming to me and I'm teaching you how to stretch or something. Right. You know what I'm saying? And are you thinking that through, or is that just you? It's just me. Honestly, it's just me. I know that um, there are trainers that are like, oh, no, I don't talk about, like, that stuff, you know, and, and honestly, you're probably not supposed to, but I don't really care. I would rather you feel um, completely comfortable with me um, because I'm a person, you're a person, we have a personal relationship, we're doing something super personal together, so I feel like um, we should be on that level. Like, I 
literally consider all of those people to be like friends. Like I know a lot of about them, they know a lot about me, and I want to genuinely help you. You can't be genuine if you're a fucking robot. You can't, and I'm not. And they know that, they know I'm not a robot. They know that I like will, I will share this. I will share, like not all the like super personal stuff, but like I'll share um, about my nieces in the hospital. And they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, that's like stuff. You know what I'm saying? Those are things that I don't, I'm not saying that they should know that, but that will um, still show you that I am still a person and things still happen in my life. And you know, they want to know about it anyway. So. And it's um, working for you because I could see that it's reflected in people's comments. They 100%. really care about you, not only the work that you do for them, but they care about you as a person. And I think you help make them feel better. Exactly. Well, that's what I would hope. I would hope that because that I care about all of those people individually. Um, honestly, like genuinely care about them. Um, sometimes maybe even to a fault, you know, because sometimes it, I take, it, I, I like, personally feel upset when st like things don't go the way that I plan like I told you um, but I um, I genuinely care and you have to show that you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. and you can, yeah, I could say it a hundred thousand times but if I don't show that it. then it doesn't right. it doesn't translate that doesn't fit doesn't go yep. you know yep you talked about balance earlier and how important balance is um, but sometimes it's used I think too lightly that word mm -hmm. um, we just say it um, but when you think about balance and life balance what is it what does that really mean to you on a deep level hmm. balance there's a there's a balance for everything there's a balance for everything that's just you know, in my belief structure, uh, there's balance of, you know, those three things I tell you, mind, body, and spirit, but there's a work balance. There's like work and relationship balance, work and life, work and family. Um, I'm saying work often, but. But there, it's a big part of it, your life. It is. It is a huge part of my life. Um, that, that's, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really sure. I don't know. I, I feel like my balance comes out of like my planning. You know what I'm saying? I try to plan so that I can balance things. Um, because if I feel off in one of those three areas that I keep talking about, then just everything is off. Yeah. I just feel like everything is off. Like my time is off. I'm late for things. Like, and then I get stressed and then things are bad. But um, that's a... Uh, Do you feel balance in the actual fitness? So give you an example when I played baseball balance was such a big part of everything I did and a big part of the game so whether it's the weight of you know shifting when you're when you're batting uh, the weight that you um, demonstrate um, whether it's waiting you know if you're playing shortstop and you're waiting for the ball you know balancing on the balls of your feet um, the balance of getting underneath a, a fly ball getting ready to catch it um, balance when you're pitching and putting the weight on your back foot before you shift forward. So everything, I thought everything I did in baseball was about balance. And then today, whether it's physical work or even mental work or life itself, balance just seems to be, in my life, the key 
ingredients. And, and you mentioned it earlier, so I was just curious if, if you think about it as deep as I do. That was super deep. I love that. That was beautiful. I feel like I'm going to think about that like so much more often. Just, I love that. And then I was thinking about myself and how like clumsy I am. So maybe I'm not balanced. <laughs> but I would think in your work, like when you think about kickboxing, uh -huh. anything, when you're, when you're lifting a weight, um, whatever exercise you're doing, there has to be balance or you'll be out of whack. Out of whack. That translates right into life. Yes. Don't you think? It, it translates right into life. Yeah. That's great. That is so beautiful. I'm gonna, when I'm talking to somebody else, sometime I'm going to reference this. Hey, I was talking to my friend Roger one time, and if you are not balanced in this, you're not going to be balanced in that. Yeah, That's really honestly how it is. Back to my triangle. Yeah. If it's off kilter like that, it's going to fall over. If I'm missing one of those pieces, then everything falls, you know? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Go you. ahead. <laughs> What do you think about the law of attraction? Huge. I love it. You read The Secret? Watch The Secret? Yeah? Talked to Nick about it yesterday. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's so um, prevalent. That's a prevalent thing in my life. When I feel like I'm off balance, I watch that again. I, I watch it like on repeat on Netflix because they have it on there. Watch it, everybody. Um, I, I love that, the law of attraction. It's very true. Um, Especially the how it, how you talk about the your thoughts and your thoughts trigger um, things to happen. Okay, so when you are focused on negative, 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 everything sucks. My fucking life sucks. Yeah, it's gonna suck because that's what you're thinking about. Those are those things that I was talking about that I have to refer to um, when I'm feeling low, when I'm feeling those things. You have to remember like. I can't keep on thinking that I'm going to stay down here. I have to remember all of the great stuff and then think about it, write it down, see it, visualize it, and then it will come to fruition. That's real. I honestly believe in that so much. And how did you get into this? Uh, I think the first time that it was mentioned to me, my mother had the book, I think, was the first time, or maybe she had like a DVD of it or something, and I didn't pay any mind. God. Kids are so dumb. Kids are so dumb. My mom has been telling me this shit for so long. And I'm always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the four agreements and stuff like that. Like all of the stuff that I live by now, she's been trying to instill this shit in me for so long. And I like, I'm always like, nah, I don't have But I have think time. it was purposeful because at some point it clicked. Yeah, right? Had she not been talking about it, maybe it would have never clicked. Uh-huh. She's just so smart. My mom is perfect. She's perfect. I love her so much, but... I'll talk about her later. The, um, that's the first time that it was introduced to me. Uh, and then I think I stumbled upon it one time when I was just, you know, clicking through my Netflix and I um, watched it and I was like, that makes sense. Because it, it played into some stuff that I was going through um, and it, it, really, it really clicked because things were positive for me at this point. The things that I was going through, they were positive things and they were things that I was focusing on, meditating on, like all of that. Um, and it was happening. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like a word that I, I uh, would think about often is um, um, abundance. Abundance, is a, that's a big one that I like to think about. Yes. Um, and or, or meditate on and pray about what, what, whatever you want to call it. And 
that's what was going on and it was happening. And then I watched this thing and I was like, wow, that's what I'm doing. How cool is that? Yeah. It really does work. It's really amazing when you put your mind to something and when you tell yourself something and uh, when you really truly believe it, mm -hmm. you can make it happen with anything in life. Anything. Whether it's work, whether it's abundance, whether it's you know, uh, good fortune, whatever it may be. Um, anything. I try to tell this possible. to people. I try to tell this to people all the time. Um, and it, all it is is honestly being positive, shifting the way that you're thinking. Shifting the way that you're thinking is shifting the universe that's in you to reflect outside. No, Does well said, sense? absolutely. And, but I think society brings us down. Society news is so negative. Uh -huh. um, people in general, for the most part, there's a lot of gossip. There's a lot of negativity. So it's up to the individual to do the things that you've obviously learned to do, uh, things that I'm trying to learn to do and, and many others out there that we control, we control our own mind. We control our own destiny. Mm -hmm. We can't always listen to society and, um, you know, be on the negative side of the discussion. Agreed. 100%. You can't. Um, and that, that's hard for people to understand, though. It's really hard. It's really, I mean, you know, you and I obviously were still both learning it. It's not like I have this down pat and I'm perfect. Um, but we're still learning it because outside factors still... Um, affect us, you mm -hmm. know, because it's like all the time. It's relentless, the outside factors. But, you, you know, you, that's what I'm talking about is you have to take that time for yourself. Take that time for yourself to sit down, think about something, you know what I'm saying, and clear your mind. Get centered. Get back to that. You know what I'm saying? That's huge. What I advice do you have for young people that, you know, you mentioned, yeah, when we're kids, we really don't listen. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be some young people watching you. What advice would you have for them on how they can get out of their own way um, to be open to some new thoughts? I think that I think the best best piece of advice would be to do the things that feel right. Do the things that feel right to you and that feel good to you. Not what Janice thinks is good or what Bobby thinks is good or like what's good for them. You have to do what feels right for you. Um, I think that's so important because you get like, you just get caught up with all of that outside stuff. And when you do, then you're not doing what's true to you. Okay? You can't get to your true self by um, doing what everybody else thinks is right. You know what I'm saying? So if it feels right, and you can tell if something feels right or if it's not. Um, you can tell that. And if it feels right, then you do it. I say that a lot. I say that jump, do it. Yeah. It might feel uncomfortable at first because it's not like the norm, but do it, jump. That's it. So go with your gut. Yeah. Go with your instinct. Yes, for sure. Because you know, you can feel it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You can feel if things are right. You can feel if. Um, mm, this is, I feel uncomfortable with this because it's not me. Don't do that. You feel uncomfortable with this because it might be like different, but you feel like that's what you should be doing. Fucking jump, you know? 
Good advice. Yeah. Don't talk yourself out of it either. Yeah. Because a lot of times people regret it. Mm-hmm. And then you miss something. It circles back in time, but you shouldn't have missed it the first time. You know? Then you've wasted time. You've wasted life. Yeah. They're not, it's not forever. You don't get, like, <laughs> you don't get to do it again. Right. Like, that passed. Now you have to do something else. Right. Let's talk about your mom. The love of my life. She's Tell perfect. I could cry talking about her. She, I don't, literally could cry talking about her. My mom Why? is everything. She's my whole life. <laughs> Seriously. Tell us. Um, <clears throat> hang on. <laughs> she, um, man, <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start. Um, she just is like my rock. She's gotten me through so many things. All of the things that I've told you about, she was the first person there all the time. <laughs> and uh, that's not even just for me. That's for my sisters, for her friends. Like, she, I try to, honestly, I just, like, want, I want to emulate her. Um, and I feel like I do. I feel like she and I are very similar. Like, very similar. Um, in, our, like, our personalities, the way that we talk, the way that we understand things, and... Um, she like tried to teach me all of this stuff from a young age. I'm still young, you know. I, she tried to teach me all of these things about you know being balanced and um, being a good person, and in in her own way, saying like that we should you know do God's work, which is you know just being a good person, um, spreading love and joy to like everybody. You know what I'm saying? She like instilled that in me in at a young age because that's who she is. She's been through a lot of shit too. Like a lot of, a lot. She's been through a lot. And um, I just, uh, I appreciate her more than she could ever know. I think, like, I, I tell her. I tell her that often. Like when I, as I've gotten older, I would just like randomly call her or text her and be like, thank you. Thank you so much for like everything. Everything. That means so much to her, I'm sure. Yeah. She's literally the most amazing person I know. So tell us about her. Tell us what, what are her characteristics. Uh, she's funny. <laughs> she's funny. She's very pensive. She's a really thoughtful person. Um, and she's, I think she's the most connected person that I know. Um, she's very spiritual. She's always, like, I, when I was younger, she would, I would always see her, like, meditating or something, like, stretching. <laughs> she's just very... Um, She's in tune. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. She's so in tune. She's so in tune. And she's in tune even when she is feeling off. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like even when she's like hurting for something or sad or happy, any of it, she's still in tune. And um, she always wants everybody's best interest. Is it like in her work too. She's, uh, she's in a, uh, sh what is she? She works at the um, nursing home at Willow Point. She's like an administrator of some sort um, of therapeutic recreation. She's like the head of that. And um, she's so into it. She's so into it. She pours her heart and soul into that. And Which that's so what important. I want to do. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to be like that. So is her wife, my, my other mother, Gloria. She's just like that. I'm like, I want to be like her too. She's amazing. They like put their heart and soul behind everything and I just appreciate them so much. They gave me the best upbringing you could ever ask for. Um, I say that often. I say that to everybody. I had the most beautiful childhood. Most beautiful childhood. They're amazing. And uh, they're, they're definitely people that I would like to emulate. My mom is amazing. Do you see a lot of yourself in her? Do you see... Did she pass on some of those traits to you? I hope so. I, w I could only hope that I could be like either of them. Um, I try, I think, and I think, I think I'm doing okay because <laughs> they tell me that I'm doing all right. I, I, you know, hit rough patches here and there, but um, for the most part, I think so. I think that, uh, and I say that to my, to my, um, the members at the gym, I'm like, I'm just trying to make my mom proud. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> And that, you know, that's what it's all about, right, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, I think so. It's part of it, you know. Making, making them proud is, is doing what I should be doing, which is what I want. You know what I'm saying? I want to be um, spreading love and joy to individuals that I meet on, like, an, a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I want to be that. That's what I want. It makes me happy. So hopefully that would make her happy. How important is self-love? Oh, it's huge. I'm working on that. I'm not very good at it, to be honest. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't been. Why? Um, I don't know. Just because those insecurities we talked about earlier. I have them. They're real. I feel uh, a lot of the time that I'm subpar or like I am missing something or I'm not good enough. And I'm not sure why. I'm honestly not sure why because my mom, she will tell me every day, would literally tell me every day how great I am. She, my sister's too. She's like, you're amazing. You're an amazing person. Have a great day. You know what I'm saying? Um, but maybe that's life experiences mm -hmm. make you feel like you're less than. Um, you have to remember that you are not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I know that I'm a good person. I know that I uh, am a person that has, has made mistakes, plenty of mistakes, but... Uh, deep down I am a loving caring individual so that's what what counts you know what I'm saying but I have to keep re reminding myself of that like you're a good person you are enough you know what I'm saying and maybe that's why the word evolve is so important to you huge because you're continuing to evolve continuing to grow yeah we all are mm-hmm and uh, you know it, we've talked about this a little bit before but um, no one's perfect. We all have our insecurities. Um, it's important to have family and friends. And even through social media today, um, it's okay, I think, to reach out if you need some help or if you need some love. And it's okay if you reciprocate on the other end and show people that because some people don't have the family to get it from. They don't have the friends. Or the support system. Or the that support some system, have. right. Yeah. So... Uh, in my work, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to inspire, enlighten. So if someone is watching today your interview and they see themselves in you and you, they have the same, you know, circumstances, you know, no one is perfect. So I think it's great that you could express that because I know it's going to help 
some people on the Hopefully. other side. It will. Hopefully, that you, we can only hope. Um, that's, that's prevalent in my line of work, of course, because um, people feel that way. People feel that way often. That's why I like to be able to relate. You know what I'm saying? I like to be able to relate to that kind of thing because I'm fucking vulnerable. Like, I'm, I know what it's like to be vulnerable. That was part of my, um, that's part of, like, who I am, my, like, mission statement, if you will, is I know what it's like to be vulnerable because I'm still vulnerable now, but I've been in, like, really, like, vulnerable situations, and I think that's why I can relate to so many people. That's why I'm able to touch them. That's why I'm able to do what I do for them. Like, even like you just said, um, like on, just like on social media even, just it's easy to like, like somebody's thing or say, wow, or like, great, happy birthday, even something like that. Let somebody know that you care. That's what I want to do. That's, it means a lot to people. It does. Like, I just, that's what I want to do is let people know that you care. It's a change, it's a, it makes a huge difference. Uh, when you talk about being vulnerable, is that a good thing? Is it a good trait? I think it depends on the situation, but for the most part, yeah, I think so. Because it's a human trait. You know, I am a person, and um, you learn a lot through vulnerability. And, well, hopefully, you know, you should hopefully learn through it. Um, and that's like in, in anything. Like it could be like after my accident, I was super vulnerable because I was weak. You know what I'm saying? Like that's part of being vulnerable. Um, jumping out and doing something different, that's being vulnerable. Talking in front of a big group of people, doing this thing with you, that's being vulnerable. People knowing that I've been in, in the psych center and I'm bipolar and I, like had suicidal thoughts. And like that's huge. That's being vulnerable, you know? It puts you in a, in a position to even feel less than. It doesn't mean that you are less than, but you could feel that way. And um, the point is you have to learn from it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then you can progress from there. I think that, um, I think, I guess to answer that would be yes, it is a good thing because it's a good thing if you learn from it. Right. I've been trying to be more vulnerable in my life it's hard to do, especially as a man mm -hmm. with a family. Uh, but I see when, when I let my guard down a little bit that good things happen. You know, putting myself out there. Uh, I probably wouldn't have done that five, ten years ago. But a lot of good is, is happening from it. So to your point, I think it is a good thing. I think it's a human trait. I think not enough people are willing to let their guard down, to, to be somewhat vulnerable yeah. or completely vulnerable but you and I both know that that can lead to good positive change beautiful things beautiful change beautiful things I wish that people could understand that everybody listen <laughs> it does it's great put yourself out there it's important there are uh, a couple of people that are besides my, my family and my parents that have been like huge influencers to me that literally like life-changing people. Um, one of them being my really great, amazing friend, Adam. Um, Adam Weitzman, I love him so much. Um, I, I think that I owe a lot of my uh, business uh, savvy stuff to him and, and even my, a lot of life things 
I owe to him. You were talking about building my brand, and he he would say to me that like you're that you are your brand. So whatever it is that you I need to like get across to people, I have to um, live it. You know what I'm saying? Like what what am, what do I want? What do I want? Um, and that my um, my reputation is like everything. So like who do I want to be? I think about that. Who do I want to be? I don't want to be a liar, so I'm not going to be fake. And I'm going to, um, you know, your reputation also precedes you. Uh, you, you're a prime example. Like, you reached out to me, and I was like, no way. Nobody asked you to ask me to do this, yeah. you know? So I guess uh, that's going in the right direction. And no, then, and I, I totally, I'm totally in line with that thinking. Yeah. Because if you don't believe in yourself and your own image... How can you build a brand around it? Exactly. And you're doing that. You're living it. Thank you. And building that brand. Thank you. Um, and then, you know, Derek, he's just amazing. Literally amazing. I've learned so much from him, um, like also business-wise and, and then training-wise and like a lot. And then even life stuff. He his, he's like like a big brother to me. I don't even think he knows this. <laughs> I don't even think he knows that's how I, I see him. Um, it literally, like, he's like family to me. I, he's been a lot. And like I had told you before that, like, he will stop and stop, like, everything and be like, hey, can I, how can I help you? Because he knows. He sees me all the time. He'll see, you know, ups and downs. And he's like, how can I help you? I want to help you. And he's something. the owner of? Yeah, he's the owner. He's okay. in charge. He's the man. <laughs> um, um, yeah. But he, that probably gives you a lot of confidence that the owner of the facility is putting his trust in you. But then on top of that, if you need a helping hand in some way, he's there. Yeah. it's. I could see how that's a big brother. It is. It's amazing. It's great. Um, and, and I feel so... I don't even know the word. I feel literally so blessed to have stumbled upon his business because um, one day I was literally driving, <laughs> driving one day. I was on Facebook. Sorry. Um, I was driving and I was on Facebook and he was like, you know, looking for somebody to do this, uh, you know, to work at his gym. And I was like, huh, let me do it. And I did it. He responded immediately. We talked and um, I met him probably the next day, and then from then on, we have built this thing into what it is, and he is, like, the mastermind behind it all. And I just, um, I just go there and make people laugh. <laughs> but everyone has their strengths, right? Yes. So, And those are good partnerships. We call them joint ventures in, in this business where you're teaming up with someone else. You both have strengths. And, and utilize those strengths to each other's advantage. I'm sure you're bringing in clientele. He's bringing the facility and, and everything else that comes along with it, right? Yeah, he brings them in. I try to make them stay. <laughs> I, try, I try to make them like me. <laughs> I'm sure you don't have any problem with that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> sometimes sometimes I might have a problem with it. But, um, yeah, I, I owe a lot to him, I, to both of them. But I owe a lot to Derek. He's just... He's been, like, how long have I known him? Like, almost three years now. It's been great. I don't have, I don't have complaints about any of it. Where do you see yourself going in the future? Where do you see yourself in three, five, ten years from now? Oh, oh, you know I'm a planner, so uh, 
I, I have plans for all of those things. In, in three years, well, actually, in all of those, three, five, and ten, I see myself, you know, doing the same thing, but growing on top of it. I'm doing some more. I, I always want to be doing more. I always want to push it. I want to push the envelope. I want to do some more. I want to touch more people. That's what I. my goal is. My goal is to um, impact as me positively as many people as possible um, from wherever it is that I am. You know, um, I see myself still in this area, you know, because I'm a big family person. I want to be around my family, and we're here. Um, but I don't want that to limit what I can do. You know what I'm saying? Um, through training, through speaking, through um, coaching, you know, I all of this wellness stuff, I want to be bigger. You know what I mean? That's what I see. And do you see yourself building your brand online at all? Um, yeah, I was doing that for a while, but I don't know that that is like my favorite thing still. You know, I like it, I love it, and I'm, I'm happy doing it. Um, but I, I actually like to see it happening, if that makes sense. I but like if, it. If you could talk to someone halfway across the world or halfway across our country or all the way across our country, and you could talk to them on a video call and, and teach them, okay. would you be... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I think you'd be really good yeah, at if it. Yeah, in that way, if I could see them, I yes. would like that. I would love that. Yeah, so that's, a, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. I would love to do that. I would love to do that. I would just be able to, I don't want to be limited by location. Yeah. That's what it is. I don't want to be limited by location. So I guess, you know, the age that we're in, so it would probably be a, an online presence. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I have to tell you, I'm really impressed with you, of course, very much but all the millennials that have sat in that chair, I'm just blown away. I mean, I was talking to Nick about this yesterday. I don't know if it's because of technology that you just, your generation seems so much far advanced than we were in your thinking, in, in your evolution process, um, 10, 15 years ahead of where, where I was. Um, what, what do you feel? think of your generation? Um, I think I think that's accurate somewhat. Some, if you get it, then you get it. If you don't get it, then you're not really, you're not. So you see both. Yeah, I see, I see both sides of that. I feel like um, it depends on who you are. And, uh, you know, if you are somebody that is open, like we talked about, if you're somebody that's open to to doing the work, that's what we call it, is doing the work. If you're open to doing the work, then yeah, you're definitely going to be here because um, just with the technology that we have today, you can do all of that. You can talk to all of these people. You can research things. You can learn so much stuff. If you're willing to do it, um, go through whatever it is you have to do to learn this um, and then translate into that and then, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, if you are willing to do that, then you're great, and if you, there's other people that are not, and you know, they'll they'll evolve. <laughs> yeah. What do you feel about the generation ahead of you, my generation, uh, Generation X? Is that what you're called? I believe so. <laughs> um, I I still think there's a lot of things that um, my generation can learn from yours. Still, um, I I 
I appreciate your generation for the, I feel like you guys are way harder working, way harder working and you understand things in a different way. Um, I don't want to say, um, I don't want to say that you guys understand, it's true, you guys understand the, what it means to actually do work to do things to get to where you're wanting to be. And that's stuff that is great that has been passed down, you know what I'm saying, um, to my generation, the people that understand it and can do it and use the tools that we have now and the, the hard work that you guys had. And if we could put those two things together, then, then that's amazing. What are our weaknesses? <sighs> I think what that can our generation in work your generation, I don't, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but in in your generation, I feel like you're stuck in your ways, S like stuck in um, the mode that like you must work this amount of time or else it's not going to work. Like no, you can cut that down and be more efficient in another way. I think that's probably the only thing that is really different, really, really different. It's like. Hours doesn't translate into um, success to me. It's what you do within, within the hours that you're given. Great advice. Yeah. I could clearly see that. Yeah. Um, if you could go back and talk to the 18-year-old, 20-year-old Ariel. <laughs> I don't want to talk to her. <laughs> what I don't advice talk would you her. give her? What uh, advice would you give? I would tell, uh, I would tell myself a few things. I'd say, stay away from this person, stay away from that person, stay away from that. Because of what? Um, because of the, because of the, uh, you know what? Not even. No, I wouldn't. Because the outcomes have all been great. Of all the bad things that have happened to me, um, or the bad stuff that I have. Endured all after all of that, everything has been great. I'm great. So in some ways, those difficult times were yeah. purposeful times. Yeah, purposeful. It was all. Everything serves a purpose. So, I guess my piece of advice to myself would be probably listen to my mom. <laughs> listen to your mom. She knows what she's talking about. Definitely knows as what she's talking about. Well, you know what? I've always listened to her anyway, in my own way. Probably not fully. If I listened fully, then shit, I would have been like in like better shape. But um, I'm in. I'm good. I'm great how I am, and I'm happy about all of the experiences that I've had. I don't really regret much of anything, um, because it's just another layer to my onion of myself. You know, I like me. I hope other people like me. <laughs> um, but that, that would probably be it. I should, I should listen to people that have been there. But I still would like to go through the things myself. Good. Yeah. And you took my next question. I was going to ask you if you had any regrets, and it doesn't sound like you do. <laughs> no, I sure don't. I sure don't. I think that things pan out the way that they're supposed to. Um, and and I, I firmly believe that, like, people could talk to me till they're blue in the face, and my friends and my family know this. Like, my support system, they know that. They can tell me, Ariel, don't do that. Like, don't venture down that way. But I'm still going to fucking do what I want, you know? I, that's just how I am. Um, I would rather experience the things. I would, ex I would rather experience something and say, all right, that didn't work. 
okay, now I can move on. Because I, I that's just who I am. Is I um, exhaust every um, option. Exhaust every option, and then you can do something else. Because it's just my personality. Whether it be um, a good thing or a bad thing, it is who, it, it is who I am. And that's a good thing, actually, when you think about it in, in positive terms. You know what I'm saying? Like, not a, a negative situation. Put that in a positive situation, then I'm doing everything possible to make this thing work, and it, it does. And then I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did everything I could, so it makes me happy. I like that about myself. What about honesty? Huge. I, I'm, that's huge. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. What about it? How important is it to you? It's the most important thing. It's the most important thing. You can't, you can't be a solid individual if you're not honest. You just can't. You can't. If you are, um, if you don't tell the truth, if you are like hiding stuff, if you're a sneaky person, like I just don't, it's not good. Remember I was talking about do things that make you feel good. If you're doing stuff that makes you not feel good, then you're not really honest. You're not honest with yourself or whatever it is that you're doing, like with your business or um, your relationships or something. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're not, if you feel like it's not a good thing, then it's fucking not, so don't do it, you know? That's uh, how I was raised, at least. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't really have an example, but, like, I'm sure that a person that is a shady business person doesn't feel good about what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So don't be that. Don't be that person. If it feels wrong, don't do it. It's funny, I was in my friend's office last week, and, um, he said, I want, you to, I want you to record a phone call for me. I have to call someone back. So he dials the number, and they answer. They say, nice egg, uh, gas and electric. He says, yeah, I'm, I'm returning a call um, that I had. And he gave him his name. They said, oh, yes, name of his restaurant. You owe us $1,093, and you need to pay that immediately, or we're going to shut off your gas and electric. Now, I didn't know that it was someone that was not being honest. <laughs> like a scammer. It was a scammer. So, but he, I, I recorded the call and it was unbelievable how they were trying to get him to go get, uh, you know, cards at the pharmacy to send, to wire money and that he couldn't go to the office to do it. But it just, you know, you made me think of, um, you know, dishonest yeah. business people. And, 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 and people have to be careful because there's all kinds of scams like this, especially today uh -huh. online with social media. Um, you have to be really careful about who's on the other side. Yeah. I just don't understand how you could be that way. Yeah. I just don't. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like no, I, I feel bad for elderly people who are rushing out to go take their hard-earned money, you know, the little that they may have, and, you know, putting it on a, on a prepaid card and sending it to someone halfway across the world that is just stealing their money. It's That's bad. Annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have one last question. Okay. And um, we'd like to talk about legacy here at American Real because everyone's story is a legacy. Everyone has their own story. That's our tagline. Mm -hmm. um, you have an amazing story. I cannot wait to share this with the world. Thank you. 
but I'm curious if you think about that. Do you think about your legacy? Do you think about what you want to leave while you're here? And God willing, you know, 60, 70 years from now, uh, when you're gone. Man, no. Honestly, I don't think that I have. But the one thing that just popped into my mind was that I want to impact people positively. I want to show people that they're loved and cared about and, and that they matter. That's what I want. That's what I want, that you matter. Like, even just in my work, like, you matter enough to take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Take care about yourself enough to take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? That's really what I want. That's really what I want, is I want people to just be happy. I want to be happy. It makes me happy to make other people happy. So that's what I try to do. I try to spread that everywhere. Awesome. Yeah. Ariel. Roger. Hendrix, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Uh, you have an amazing future ahead of you, and I cannot wait to continue to watch to see what you do. Thank you so much. Thanks. <laughs> and you get a hug. Yeah.